Well, hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm Kevin Riggs with Randall Communications. We're talking today about digital influencers, and that is the use of social media, specifically Twitter, how it's used in the political arena here in Sacramento, how it's used by the media, how it's used by capital staff and by legislators. Is it used effectively? If so, how? We've got a report that Randall's put together on this. We'll be talking about that in a minute. And I'm delighted to have as my guest here with me today, one of California's premier political journalists. I was going to say notorious, but maybe that's not the best connotation. Oh, that works. That works for me. <laughs> Carla Maranucci is senior politics writer and editor of the California Playbook for Politico here in California. She's also was a longtime politics writer for the San Francisco right. Chronicle. Right. So anybody who's been paying attention to California politics is familiar with your work. Yeah, so glad glad you're here. Glad to be here. It is, I think, especially appropriate that you're here with us because Politico is an online news organization. That's right. And this report uh, identifies you among among capital and political press in California as the top influencer. So there's that. I'm I'm honored. <laughs> I think that's uh, I, I think that's essential for a reporter uh, these days covering the Capitol uh, to be an influencer, and I'm really honored to be the top influencer. Um, uh, and I think um, this just shows how things have changed. I mean, I'm an old school print journalist by nature and worked in print journalism for, you know, more than a quarter of a century. But you've got to change and um, you got to adapt. And um, whether you're an elected official or a lobbyist or a, or a journalist, uh, this is this is it's a, essential toolkit uh, to what we do every day. And it's easier for the younger journalists coming up because they're digital natives and, yeah. and you and yeah. I have had to adapt, right? That's right. That's exactly right. But it can be done. I'm sure. <laughs> Living proof. <laughs> Living that it can be done. And, you know, that, it, it just shows how uh, I think social media is not just about um you know, showing your baby your pictures or, or looking at funny cat photos. It's uh, it, it really matters uh, in the news business. And um, it now more than ever, it's it's something that, uh, that 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 if you're not doing it, you're not doing the job. Uh, when you when you look at um, platforms like Twitter. Right. Um, what's the value for you? How do you how do you approach it? I mean, I, I'm on Twitter maybe 50 times a day because Twitter is um, more than just a place to put out the stories that we uh, we post every day on Politico. Of course, it's a way for us to, to uh, amplify our voice, uh, but it's it's a news source for me. Um, I'm, I'm looking for breaking news stories on Twitter. Uh, I'm looking for tips on Twitter. Um, I'm following people that are uh, opinion makers and influencers um, that are big voices here in the Capitol. Um, I'm directly messaging them. It is, it is the one way where uh, um, it gives you a place to directly contact people who you might never have an opportunity. Uh, you know, there's, there's some chic that's that's very uh, famous in Saudi Arabia that's following me. You know, I can I can directly message him if that's the case. You know, and that goes with celebrities. That goes with elected officials. Happens all the time. And we see, um, you know, 
who's 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 working it and who's um out there putting out opinions uh tips it, so for all those reasons it's it's essential to what we do every day it is not just about um posting i mean i i personally don't use it for anything personal it's completely a news a news source for me and it's a way also to put out stories that i think are the most interesting and news breaking for California. So in the um, old days, you had the way old days, you had the party line that people would listen in on. This is sort of right. a new age party line where you can listen in to what people are thinking and saying and doing. That, absolutely right. And, and you can and communicate with people and pick up stories. I've picked up many, many story ideas from, um, you know, communication shops, elected officials, um, lobbyists, other folks who are out there voicing their opinion on Twitter. And all of this stuff is part of the uni- universe now of what we use to 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 find news and determine what is news. Um, uh, on any given day, uh, you know, the president's Twitter feed obviously is something we're, we're following uh, on, a, on a minute-to-minute basis to see what he's coming out with. But now elected officials in California um, have kind of taken a page from his playbook in the sense of understanding how much value um, Twitter can add just to their communications every day. And you're seeing some of them out there that are very, very good at putting out the bills they're advancing, the causes they care about, um, the people they're connecting with. Um, all that is part of the, the mix of how you a, get news. There's a few holdouts in the legislature now who aren't on Twitter. Surprisingly. Uh, surprisingly. But very few. And yeah, very few. It's become this real common um, communication tool. And so what are some examples of how people are the most effective in using it, do you believe? I mean, I think we've watched Gavin Newsom, for instance. Um, uh, and I've watched him for 25 years since he became a parking and traffic commissioner in San Francisco. Uh, as somebody who has understood the value of social media going forward, and you've seen him throughout his campaign for governor use Twitter on a regular basis to talk about you know what he believes, where he's at, what he's going to be uh, doing, and the kinds of uh, issues he cares m- most about, putting out opinions, and that is, um, and, and and putting out um, you know uh, sort of core beliefs. Uh, that some of these legislators do it very very well. Um, uh, and I think Gavin Newsom is an example now as governor of somebody whose Twitter feed you've got to watch all the time. Uh, Kamala Harris is somebody who was not that good on Twitter until recently. Um, and I think she became really good. And then you've seen a real difference when she declared for president. She is now on Twitter all the time. And what's the difference that you've seen? Um, she's a lot more aggressive about um, going after uh, the president, of course, um, and and putting out uh, putting markers down as to the legislation she's created and the views that she holds on issues that are now really important in the presidential race. A uh, good example would be how uh, for the State of the Union address, she did a pre rebuttal uh, to President Trump's address and uh, put it out there on on Twitter that she was going to be live on her Facebook page uh, at a certain hour and uh, got lots of viewers in doing that, even though, to our knowledge, she was not an official 
pre-buttal to the president's speech. She just made herself the the, the official uh, on that. And so she got a lot of attention here uh, in California. And that goes for, I mean, the, using Twitter as the live feed to events is a way a lot of elected officials here uh, and, and a lot of folks here have created news for themselves. Javier Becerra, maybe, is another Javier example. Javier Becerra is, right. a, is a perfect, another perfect example of that um, on Twitter. And his staff is very good about putting him out there on live events um, and putting him out there um, with his views and his uh, work. You know, he's now challenged the president on some 45 different uh, lawsuits. And I, every one of those lawsuits has been put out there on Twitter. Becerra is a really good example. I think one of the one of the House members who we've seen raise his national profile to a great degree on Twitter is Eric Swalwell, uh, the East Bay congressman, who now is talking about running for president, in part because he's, his name recognition is just so much bigger. He put himself out, out there on Twitter first, as did Ted Lieu is another one, I think, who is in yeah. the Hall of Fame in terms of and his Twitter. Are, his are very colorful. His are colorful. They've got a lot of his personality in them. He doesn't mince words. Um, he's, he's an awesome Twitter, Twitter, uh, you know, out there to follow Twitter account to follow because, uh, you can expect news coming out of Ted Lou. I retweet him all the time. And both of these guys have managed to really, because of their Twitter accounts, you see them now all the time on cable TV. That's one of the reasons is they've upped their game so much on Twitter that they're now a force and they're getting called by the producers on cable TV. And another one that comes to mind is Adam Schiff, congressman for Adam Schiff is another example. I mean, you know, Adam Schiff being a former prosecutor and on the Intelligence Committee, his views on the Russian investigation are, are, are super valuable. And he's made a name for himself on cable TV. Uh, but he, he backs it up on Twitter by giving you more information about what he's about to go after or what he's interested in or what his next, next investigation might be. In. And, and those are all, I think, really super important um, aspects to how you use Twitter. To, to advance your own, you know, profile. So so give me uh, sort of a, a little bit of insight into how Twitter works for you and maybe your colleagues at Politico as you work to generate Yeah, yeah. I mean, in, the, Calif- in, in the, Cal- the California Playbook Every Day, of course, is, a, is sort of a briefing of what goes on in California. Um and it's free and it's available to anybody who, who wants to, to, to subscribe to it. But to put it together every day, part of that is going out there on Twitter and figuring out what are the top stories in California. Of course, we use, you know, very established sources like Rough and Tumble and so forth. Uh, but the fact is we all, we're also looking at all the time on Twitter to see sources, uh, new, new uh, links, new news stories, new trends that might end up in our California playbook. So that, that's why, it, uh, I mean, uh, so I'm up at 5 a.m. every day. Um, you know, we that's that's the deadline for our California playbook. It comes out at 6 a.m. So we're, we're checking Twitter for any kind of last minute stuff that's hit the fan overnight, uh, breaking news stories that all goes into our playbook. And then during the day, uh, we're just raking through it 
to see, uh, uh, you know, what are what are the news stories out there? And, and not just in print, by the way. I mean, we're looking for, um, you know, cable TV. We're looking for um, radio. We're looking for local news stations. KCRA. KCRA. Yeah, yeah. We're looking for, and, and, and if they're out there on Twitter, and we're, we're going to find them. And a lot of that stuff goes into the playbook because our playbook readers want to know, you know, what are the most interesting the talk, the talky stories, the stories that have the most buzz for the day, and the, that have the most political impact. So, playbook is this great aggregator, this great, this great rundown. But in terms of, you still do a lot of the more traditional reporting and yeah, writing. Yeah, yeah, we for do. Political. Yeah, we produce our own content as well. And, and so, we how, a, how do you balance uh, generating digital content that is social media like Twitter right. versus the time that you spend on the actual yeah. generation <laughs> of, becomes, of original yeah, stories? It becomes right? sort of a twenty-four-seven <laughs> right. job, you know. Right. I'm I'm there in the Uber, like going, okay, what else? What am I missing here? Um, uh, I, I mean, we're just doing it. We're just doing it all the time now, and we have a staff of people uh, on Politico. Politico's growing, but the fact is, yeah, it's uh, we are balancing it, I and mean, we're producing uh, digital content, original content all the time. Um, today we have a story about uh, uh, Kamala Harris and a new uh, a poll, uh, Quinnipiac poll, uh, which they've just started polling here in California, and uh, you know where she stands in the presidential race with California. Which is interesting. The fact this is the first time they've done a poll yeah. in California. Yeah, that's right. An early primary next year. That's right. Exactly. And you know it's it's interesting to see Californians are kind of split on Kamala Harris being that they like her as a senator, but it's 50-50 pretty much on her, uh, whether they think she'd make a good president. Of course, it's early in the race. A lot can happen, but it is it is a marker. And that Joe Biden actually is a little bit, they're a little more excited about Joe Biden running for president than they are Kamala Harris. That's the kind of traditional reporting um, that we get, you know, to the old school way, calling people, having connections with the, with the, the pollsters. Uh, but, you know, all of the, we're also watching out there other polls that are out there on Twitter and other sources of information all the time. It's a hothouse. And, yeah. and, how, and how do you weed through it? I mean, that's the thing. Yeah, th- this is the thing. I mean, um, and you have to be you have to be careful on Twitter. Uh, I, I've told every news writing class and every group that I speak to that you are one tweet away from losing your job on Twitter. One bad tweet can can end a career, and we've seen it happen many, many times. Um, that's why I'm I'm very very careful about who I retweet. I don't retweet um, sources that I don't trust or don't or don't have some kind of credibility. Um, I, I'm it's it's very easy to retweet fake news with and and I mean I think I, I learned my lesson in one case. Uh, I retweeted um, a quote which appeared to come from a credible news source. Uh, Prince Harry said, Donald Trump is not coming to my wedding. There's no way I would invite that guy to my wedding. <laughs> it was retweeted I think a hundred thousand times. It got some insane amount of retweets. And then I found out that this actually was a fake news story. This is not a true. And, you know, nobody wants to do a correction. It's true. You've got to correct when you use stuff like that. So so that's the issue. I learned my lesson there um, that that 
you, you have to really watch um, who you're following and you have to watch uh, if, if you're retweeting. Yeah. All that's important for any, anybody in any, in any profession. It's treacherous. Yeah, it's treacherous out there. Uh, what about live tweeting? What do you do? Do you do much in, in terms of live tweeting? Of yeah, things? yeah, we do. I mean, and this, and this is the big challenge for reporters, as you probably know. I mean, we get like, for instance, the, uh, the governor's inauguration recently. Um, you know, you had little Dutch going on stage, all kinds of stuff was happening, and he's doing this important speech. Yeah. You're live tweeting it. At the same time, you're trying to write a news story. Yeah. And this gets very, you know, you're, you're trying to concentrate on what you're doing and, you know, make sure you get the quotes right. So that becomes a challenge for every news reporter here in the Capitol. Yep. Live live tweeting is uh, becoming really important to what we do. But it's and, multitasking because, like you say, you're still you're, you're trying to pay attention to yeah. what you're going to write about later while you're while you're tweeting what's happening now. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and that and that and that's where you have to be be extremely careful how you what you do and you know accuracy is the main is the main goal all the time. Uh, that's more important than any kind of live tweet, I think. But uh, the fact is that's become an important part of what we do. Or, for instance, the State of the Union last night, a lot of reporters here in Sacramento were tweeting about some of the president's more controversial comments. Uh, uh, people want to hear your voice and hear what you have to say and sort of you make the call on uh, on what you're hearing on, on, on some of these important events that come down. Well, as I mentioned, the digital report, digital influencer report does uh, rank uh, the importance of influencers. And we mentioned that you were ranked number one uh, in terms of media, which is obviously gratifying. But, yeah, yeah. but but beyond that, what, what does that tell you about what Politico is doing? How, how do you interpret that? Well, I think, I mean, Politico um, now has 500 reporters around the world um, in not only in the United States, but in, in the EU, we've got now uh, political playbooks in London, Brussels, in Canada, um, in Australia. I think it's because our, you know, our goal is to put out uh, breaking news and right down the middle. We don't have, uh, you know, a political bent to it either way, um, but it's fast, accurate and breaking news and in in California here in our political pro um, product we have we have verticals where you know which are sort of deep dive um, newsletters that are for you know just specific audiences that are very interested in granular coverage in deep dive coverage of specific areas and in California that's uh, that's being the world's fifth largest economy there are a lot of people who want all the information possible on legislation, on uh, regulation, on on the go- government here in in California, so and these are niche. Audiences. So these are niche audiences, right. opinion makers, influencers, um, uh, folks that are really, really involved in 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 politics and in government in one way or the other. And so that's uh, I think because of that, both these audiences, the playbook audience is kind of a larger audience. We have about forty thousand subscribers here in California who are who are many. Many of them in government, in education, high-end people who are very much involved are, are opinion makers. Um, and, and it's an audience that um, I think just um, has created a lot of respect for, for what Politico's done. And it's been, it's been a super 
super successful model in terms of news these days because if we know print journalism is on the decline. I was just going to say, so yeah. so this model would not have obviously no. made its appearance no. if not for, for the troubles uh, facing more traditional media like newspapers. Yeah, I think so. This is this was a, an adaptation, um, a way to meet the, the hunger for breaking news um, and and yet, um, I mean, to watch the decline in the in the print uh, market is really sad to me, and I know to you, and and even to the, in the electronic market. As you know, we, we remember seeing the Schwarzenegger, uh, you know, inauguration, and his first speeches here in Sacramento had a huge press corps, and there was a huge press. He had his presence. first press conference over at the um, at the. Um, um, Veterans yeah, Memorial yeah. It because packed. it was so big. It was it, so packed. So many people wanted to show up. They had yeah. to have extra room for yeah. it. So right. Yeah. Uh, but since then, you know, um, newspapers, including the Chronicle that I work for, I mean, the, the number of people uh, covering Sacramento has declined so much uh, that there's still a huge hunger for to, to know what is going on uh, in the halls of the Capitol and in legislation and, and, and what is down the pike, especially in California. This is a state that, you know, I, I, as I, I tell many people on the East Coast, we're not a coast. We're a country here in California. What we do matters, uh, you know, around the world. That's, and p- that's why people around the world are, are watching what is happening here in Sacramento in the capital um, and what is happening in major industries and segments of, of uh, California, whether it's Silicon Valley, whether it's Hollywood and the entertainment industry, whether it's ag. Uh, this is this is the market um, that, that in many ways uh, reflects uh, and predicts what's going to happen in other parts of the country. So uh, that's why California news is so important. That's why I think people are really interested in, in what Politico is doing and why uh, um, news that has a, a real deep dive in ter- terms of what's going on here uh, has become uh, something that people are watching online. For sure. Uh, the Influencers Report also uh, does rank uh, legislators in terms of their, yeah. their impact as well. And you, you've already mentioned some good examples of yeah. people who've been effective at the state capitol. The report mentions in the assembly Lorena Gonzalez, yeah. Rio, David Chu, and the Senate Scott Weiner, and then Kevin DeLeon, Holly Mitchell, and Mike McGuire in particular. Yeah, yeah. Now, there, there used to be a time, uh, especially when I was still in news, if you had a politician who had too much presence, press conferences every week, press releases several times yes. a week, that actually was diminishing returns. Yeah. But that's not really the case anymore. No, and I, I think so. I, and, and you're right. I have heard sort of old school uh, legislators say, oh, I don't want to get too out there because that'll create too many, you know, uh, elbows. Jerry Brown used to yeah, say Jerry that. Yeah, Jerry Brown used to say that. And the, yeah. the perfect example of the difference between Jerry Brown and Gavin Newsom in, in overnight uh, you're seeing, you know, the governor is not only out there, but he's putting it out there on Twitter, etc. Lorena is also another good example. She puts out personal stuff uh, about her husband, uh, Nathan Fletcher. Right. Uh, he's also becoming, I think, raising his profile in terms of Twitter. Uh, but in terms of uh, her, the, her legislation and she she. She lobbies for her legislation and makes the case for legislation on Twitter. So I think she's been Scott Weiner is another one who's been mm-hmm. extremely successful uh, doing this, putting himself out there in terms of the housing issue. Very active in housing. Yeah, issues. and becoming yeah. the lead voice on on housing in California, who's being watched around the country in part because of his social media. I would say David Chu also. Uh, I think people can learn a lot 
um, from the way some of these legislators have used the, you know, their social media and tw- Twitter being this, the main one. I mean, there is Facebook, there's, you know, uh, um, Instagram. Twitter's the one I pay attention but to. Twitter is the one that news people pay attention to. Um, and so they've figured it out. I was surprised by your report that there's still even a couple that aren't on Twitter at all. <laughs> right. And uh, Jerry Hill, Jerry, being, Hill, Jerry Hill, which, which shocked me. He's pretty good about putting out, you know, what, what he's doing on, uh, you know, in any kind of, on, in different areas. And some of it is groundbreaking. Uh, but to not be on Twitter is kind of, is, is interesting. And I'd, I'd be interested to know what, what the decision is there is. So the conclusions here in the report are, are fairly obvious uh, that it's it's no longer optional. Uh, Absolutely no, it, yeah, yeah, no, it is mandatory. Um, it is it is the I think the single most important way to to work uh, to work with news, work with the news media, and work you know put out your own uh, you know publish your own news. It is a publishing. Medium. Mm-hmm. It, uh, so, and, and we have to recognize that today. Yeah, it's what they call owned media. That's right. right. That's yeah. right. And, and and if you're not there in many ways, you know, you're not there. And, and that, that can be a problem. So we've seen this this obviously changing a lot just in the last couple of years. Uh, if you look forward, uh, where do you see especially media making use of, of platforms like Twitter going forward? I mean, I think, yeah, I think that, I think it's going to be more of the same. And I think, um, you know, the, the, at this point, we're, the, we may find more creative ways to use it. Um, the use of live uh, on Twitter. Uh, a lot of people still do it on Facebook, but Twitter is becoming more important there. Um, I, and I think we'll, we'll see uh, a, a different ways to start uh, even maximizing what we do on Twitter. The fact is that, um, you know, you're, you're watching legislators, for instance, they have their personal account and their professional account. Um, you'll you're There's been some blowback to Twitter in terms of getting rid of uh, fake accounts and phony accounts. So I think it's going to shake out and I think um, we're going to see how, how it develops. But the, right now, the bottom line is um, it, it's essential. And as you said, mandatory. And, and that's, you know, uh, uh, I think good for people, uh, but a, a ca- caution too. Uh, you know, you, you have to be able to uh, uh, understand the cre- where, where credibility is, where the phony, uh, where the bots are. And there's a lot of uh, chatter on Twitter that doesn't matter and is created by not real human beings. So keep that in mind. There use are it. warning signals to Twitter. Use it properly. Use it, it properly. It'll right. you up. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. All right. <laughs> Carla Marinucci from Politico. Appreciate your time, your insights. Good to be with you. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks for joining us on the podcast and we'll talk to you next time.